Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is February 22nd, it's 2019, and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. For the first time since the All-Star break, I am joined by my bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Life could not be much better. We have basketball back up, and we have at least an entire week of Boban. So, (laughs) this is pretty much the greatest point in my entire life here. <laughs> yeah, Boban for a week um, did not start off bad. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to see a price increase before the next time they play. Um, and I'm sure you're still going to be all in, pushing all the chips in. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just general. If he's starting, then I don't care what the price is. I'm all in because I know that 100 point game is coming sometime soon. It's just, it's just going to happen. <laughs> we do have nine games to talk about here on today's slate if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor make sure you head on over there check them out as fantasydraft.com sign up through the rotogrinders links that way you guys get any access to promos that we do with fantasy draft uh, we always run promos with them so if you want access to those make sure you sign up through the links um, also if you want to join the listeners league um, it'll be in the links It'll be in the comments section of the Morning Grind on the Rotor Grinders website. Um, we only had 66 of 75 on today's slate. So let's fill this bad boy up. Keep it strong at 75. I'm making a run to the cash, Grant. I'm making a run. Um, I'm going in the direction of making money um, tonight as we get started here with a lot of exposure to LeBron, Clay, and Chris Paul heading into the late game. So I don't know where I'm at when we get done with the podcast. If I'm going to bed, happy or sad? Actually, I'm never never sad. Um, let's jump right in. You know, we have nine games to talk about, so a lot to talk about here. Let's get started with Washington at Charlotte. Uh, we have a 230 total here. Charlotte favored by four in this game, and outside of Dwight Howard, uh, you know, Pretty much the the same guys that have been out. Um, you know, the only other person that I, I'm worried about is Biombo, potentially not playing, but we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, let's start with Washington. What are we looking at here on the Wizards? I mean, Beal's been on a little bit of tear lately. I think you should have some interest in him, but he's at a price point that is should draw down his ownership, but there's also a lot of good plays that make it reasonable to not even play him at low ownership but Beal's definitely in play Ariza's fine to me the two guys that I'm mostly looking at are Portis and Parker um both of them have a decent amount of upside considering the price I mean they I don't think either of them did great right before coming into the all-star break but both of them have pretty much the same pricing as they had pre-all-star break and both of them have a whole lot of upside considering that Portis is only 6,200 and Parker is only 5,500. It could end terribly, but this is not a bad matchup and it has the highest uh, total on the entire slate here. So I'm going to definitely have a decent amount of exposure to those two guys and a little bit of exposure to Beal probably. 
Yeah, I do like Parker a lot. Uh, he's one of the guys that I had written down, one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. He's a terrible cash game play because he does have those games where he just disappears. But if you look at if you look at the last few games for Parker, he's gone over 39 fantasy points in four of the last six at 5,500. If he has a type of game where he goes for 35-plus again, uh, he's certainly paying off that price tag. So I like the upside for Parker. I don't mind Portis. I don't mind Bradley Beal, um, and I don't mind Ariza. Sadarinsky, you know, he, he's been crushing. He's been playing really well. It's just his price is caught up to the production, so I don't love him in this spot. Um, there's going to be other guys in that range that I like more than him. Charlotte side of things, you know, obviously this is a great spot for Kimba Walker. Uh, do you trust him here? You know, he went for a massive game the first time these two teams played. Uh, what are you looking at here on Charlotte? I mean, looking at Kemba, we saw, like, the Terry went on for five games, putting up 53, 54-plus, and getting into the 60s in pretty much every single game here. His price is, tag is about the same, and uh, Orlando's the only bad game he's actually had since Zeller came back, and that was just because it was a complete and total blowout there. So everyone kind of got a poor taste in their mouth before the All-Star break, but realistically, he still got a pretty decent shot, and especially in this type of matchup of putting up 60 here because he did just shoot terrible and it was a blowout. But his shots in the Orlando game were pretty much the same as it had been uh, the previous five. So if he gets hot shooting here, then he could end up with 65 points in this type of matchup. I will have a lot of exposure to Kemba because I don't think, he, again, he's in that 9-2, 9-3, 9-4 range where there's a lot of good plays. And so I think that he's still going to get overlooked, even though this is such a high total game. Outside of that, I think. Lamb's fine, but the only other guy probably will end up with any other uh, ownership in is going to be Zeller. He's put up a whole bunch of good games in a row since he's come back, and his price tags got up to 5-2, which is a little bit high, but I still think there's some meat on those bones there uh, to get some value out of him. So for me, Kemba's clearly my favorite, but Zeller is still a decent play even at this price tag. Yeah, Zeller, it was it's all about minutes with him, and the minutes came right back up. Um, to what he was at right before he got hurt. So Zeller is certainly somebody I'm considering. Probably a fantasy draft play um, with all the good centers that we have on the slate. Um, I think a site like Fantasy Draft where you could play multiple centers, you know, up to five if you really wanted to, um, is the spot that I would end up on Zeller. But I like Kimba. I like Zeller. I don't mind Lamb. Um, I probably end up in other places on a nine-game slate, but I I do I, I do like this spot uh, for Kimba, and um, you know running it back with either Parker Beal, however you want to run it back. This is a game with a two thirty total, which is one of the highest totals that we have on the slate, um, and it's the kickoff game on the slate, so it's certainly something that I'm looking at. Yep. Um, New Orleans at Indiana taking on the Pacers, 220.5 total here. Pacers favored by 4.5. Uh, Darius Miller is doubtful. Tyreek Evans is questionable, and Oladipo is still out. Um, Miles Turner, they said he's dealing with a bruised hip, uh, so we'll have to see if he's going to play or not. We're going to put him as questionable for now. What are we looking at here on the New Orleans side of things? I mean, so they already came out and said that Davis is going to play tomorrow, right? Yeah, but they said his minutes are going to be down the rest of the season. Yeah, that's why I figured. And it's interesting because of his price tag and how he was playing before um, he went into the All-Star break. I mean, he's had one terrible game, but the other ones he was putting up really good point-per-minute numbers. And his price tag is just so low. I 
I, I don't know if there's the matchup where I think I'd jump on here. And obviously, he could end up with 15 minutes. He could end up with 25 minutes. And at 25 minutes, I think he can make value at this price tag. But I don't know if that's possible here. If you're expecting a low amount of minutes from Davis, I think that you can take a shot on Randall. Obviously, with Davis not playing too many minutes in the last game against OKC, he ended up in the game for a decent amount of time and put up a big game here. But really, I don't know if there's anyone I really trust too much in this type of game here going against Indiana, which is very good defensively. So I think you can take a shot on Drew. I think you can take a shot on Randall. I think you can take a shot on Williams. But honestly, this is too good of a slate. And there's too much value and good superstars in the other games that I don't think I'm going to end up with any exposure to the Pelicans. Yeah, you know, Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday is expected to both see their minutes limited. Um, decreasing minutes, I think, was the report that came out. Um, so if they're going to limit Davis and Drew, that means they're probably going to play Randall. Um, Kendrick Williams is the guy that I really like here. It's a tough matchup against Pacers. But we know he's going to play 30-plus minutes. We know he's going to get shots up. Um, Kendrick Williams at 5,500 is certainly somebody that I'm looking for to go six, seven X here at, um, in this matchup. So he's probably my favorite guy from the Pelicans, um, knowing that they're going to limit drew and limit Davis, you know, elf Payton is going to be one of those fringe plays the rest of the season, just because he's really cheap. And we know that he has the upside to have massive games from time to time, but I don't think this is the right spot to potentially play him. Um, I am going to attack him uh, on certain slates though, because, I've read nothing about them limiting him, so I think they let him play. Yeah. Um, what are we looking at here on the Pacers? I mean, obviously, if Turner's out, I think it's all systems going to bonus. He's just 5,500, and if he's going to get – if he's starting, he's going to get 30 minutes. I know his usage might go down to slight him out being in the normal starting lineup here, but I think you just roll with it and uh, go with the bonus if Turner isn't at, is out. If he's not out, then I'll roll with Turner. But um, I think that Thad Young is in play regardless, although I'd drastically rather have him if Turner's out. And I think Bogdanovich is in play regardless. Both of them great out as great plays. Um, Pelicans obviously play at a high pace here. Uh, Indy has a 112 implied total here. I think this is a real good spot to find a little bit of this mid-tier value here um, with Thad Young, Sabonis, Bogdanovich. All of them should easily crush value in this type of matchup. Yeah, you mentioned Bodanovich. I really like him here. Um, his type of his type of play really suits well uh, for a matchup with the Pelicans. So I, I do like Bodanovich. Um, Sabonis all depends on Turner. If Turner plays, I have zero interest in Sabonis. Um, if if Turner sits, I'm obviously playing Sabonis at 5,500. So let's move on. Chicago against Orlando, 216.5 total here. Orlando favored by eight. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is still out. And Mo Bamba is out. Um, he, he's out. They, they have to write another song about him. Um, what are we looking at here on the Chicago side of things? I mean, Isaac and Fournier are both good plays in here. I don't know if they're great as great plays. I mean, Chicago's obviously not good, very, very good defensively, but um, both of them are fine for their price tag and offer a little bit of upside. It's boost that I'm really looking at. Obviously, Chicago not great versus the five. Boos's price tag is still pretty high, and he's at it's at a spot where I don't think a whole lot of people are going to play him on this slate. I prefer him on fantasy draft, but I'll play him on pretty much any site just because I don't think he's going to get overlooked here. Going up against Chicago, I could see a huge upside with him here. 
So it's Vuce is really the guy that I'm looking at. And then if you really want to take a shot on anyone else, Isaac before that last game um, was playing really well and his price tag still got a little bit of juice left on it. And Fournier is just a guy that like I could uh, have him more as a cash game play, but it's a good matchup. So he's not terrible at 5,800 here, but it's, it's Vuce all the way for me. Yeah, certainly like Vucevic here. Uh, I'm with you on him. Uh, you know, threw me off. I was um, looking at, yeah, Isaac, his price is kind of right where it should be. I think, like, I end up maybe, like, on a Parker before I end up on, like, an Isaac on this slate. Um, so, for me, I, I honestly, I don't mind um, Isaac, but I, I think he's priced where he should be. Um, outside of that, Vooch is fine. He's just so expensive that, you know, he's really going to have to have that ceiling game to pay off that price tag. And, you know, obviously he could do that here. Um, but I don't know if he's my favorite stud on the slate, uh, either, but, um, you know, obviously, you know, you can make an argument for Vooch anytime right now, Chicago side, anything on the bulls. I mean, Rolo's price tag is all right, where if you want to save a little bit of money at center, but we'll get to a guy that I think is a little bit better play later on, but Rolo's fine. Uh, and then Porter, Levine, Markinen, all their prices are about where they should be, but I, they all offer tournament upside uh, with their price tags. I mean, realistically, any one of these guys can go for 50-plus here. Um, they can't, Levine came into the all-star break with a bad game, but he's been putting up great games before that. Uh, those are the three guys that I'm really going to look at because all three of them could end up crushing their price tag here or any one of the three could end up crushing their price tag here. I don't think I'd roll with all three in a lineup, but uh, one or two in a lot of my lineups is going to be my lineup building strategy for the slate. Yeah, I like Levine. Um, certainly somebody that I'm looking at here. I don't mind marketing. It's just these guys are priced where they should be. Like I, I like marketing. He's probably my favorite play um, from the Bulls. It's just like I said, I think these guys are just priced kind of where they should be. I don't mind Porter. But really, there's not like, oh, there's an amazing value that I have to have here uh, on this team. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at on the Bulls. Um, anything else from this game? No, let's move on. San Antonio at Toronto taking on the Raptors. We have a 227 and a half total here. Toronto favored by eight and a half. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge and Derek White, both probable. Van Vliet is out on the Raptors side of things. Let's start with San Antonio. What are we looking at here on the Spurs? I mean, not a whole lot. I mean, DeRozan and Aldridge's prices are both fairly low considering what their upsides are, but I don't know if they'll end up making it into my lineup at all. On this slate here, I mean, I'd probably go with DeRozan before I'd go with uh, Aldridge here, but it's still, like, there's too much good value and there are too many good guys in the 8, 9K range here where I don't know if I'll find my, him in my lineups at all. Um, outside of that, maybe Bellinelli or Mills, but realistically, this has a one this is one of the higher totals on the slate, but it's just not that great of a spot for me. I don't think I'm going to end up with much exposure to the Spurs here. Yeah, see, I disagree. I love DeRozan here. Um, he played very passionate in the first meeting uh, against his former team, put up 60 fantasy points. Um, this will be his first game going back to Toronto. <laughs> I think we see a very 
focused um, DeMar DeRozan. If you don't want to play the narrative, that's completely fine. Um, but I, I really like DeRozan here. I don't mind LaMarcus Aldridge, but as much as I like DeRozan, I probably won't play um, LMA here. The other guy that I want to mention, like if White plays, um, assuming that he's fine, he's 5,300 and he's a guy that can go for 35 fantasy points in this matchup. So I don't mind him, but probably not my favorite value either. But DeRozan, really my target here on the Spurs. Um, what are we looking at here on Toronto? Uh, well, first I should say it. somehow I forgot that it was DeRozan revenge again. Um, I feel like a big dummy. Didn't focus too much on this game because I didn't like guys at first. But, yeah, you're absolutely right on DeRozan. He's pissed off. Um, on the Toronto side, I mean, I don't want to really buy into Kawhi revenge because, honestly, he's just happy to get away from San Antonio. So I don't think he's really going to be that much better in this scenario. His price tag's still fine. His upside's still there. But I don't think I'm going out of my way to roster him. Um, also, I don't, I don't know if I'm going with too many other guys. Lowry's all right. He's been playing well, but this isn't a fantastic matchup here. Siakam with Leonard back in the lineup isn't really going to do that much. I mean, probably just Leonard one or two times, and that's about it for me, even though they do have a high implied total here. Yeah, like, I, I think I look at Kawhi, but I think I end up on Lowry. Um, if I was going to run this game back, that's probably where I'm going to end up. Um, just the price discount. Like Lowry can have big games, even with Kawhi out there. So the price discount is, is really solid. Um, as far as just like what we're getting from Lowry to, to Kawhi. So I don't know if I end up with either one of these guys, but if I was going to play one of them, it would probably be Lowry unless somebody gets ruled out. Like, obviously that changes the whole thing. Um, if somebody gets ruled out that, that changes how you approach this one, but that's kind of what I'm looking at here. Um, certainly a game that I like, I think that if you're going to play the DeRozan, DeRozan, um, narrative street, then you, you're certainly wanting to look at, um, you know, running it back with one of these other guys. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it. Let's move on. Detroit at Atlanta, two twenty-three and a half total here. Detroit favored by four. Um, Herder is doubtful, and that's really the only injury news that we have in this one. What are we looking at here on Detroit? I mean, doesn't this total seem a little bit low here? Uh, two twenty-three right now. Is that just me? Um, yeah, kinda. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, maybe it just come. Maybe I've just decided every single time to stack against Atlanta here, and this spot's not really going to be a whole lot different. Drummond and Griffin are obviously the two guys that stand out the most, and Drummond's played a little bit worse on at or on the road, so I'd probably be more prone to go with Griffin at 100 bucks cheaper here. But either one of them are absolutely fine here in this type of matchup. Um, and then Ish Smith at 3300 if he gets a few more minutes after the All-Star break here, uh, he could easily crush that price tag going against a team like Atlanta. Um, and if you don't want to go with him, either Ellington or Kennard probably provides some value in this type of fast-paced game here. So uh, Griffin's by far my favorite spot here, and he's one of the reasons why I'm a little bit less apt to go with guys like Kemba or guys like Beal because he's right in that same price range and a little bit cheaper here. So it's Griffin by a mile, and then Drummond's very good. If you want to get a little bit of savings, Ish Smith, Ellington, Kennard, are all fine. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at, too. I don't know if this is necessarily the slate that I'll use Ish Smith, but um, I like the Ellington call after not playing a ton of minutes. He played um, 
he played over 30 minutes in that in that last game. So I do like Blake. If I was going to play one up Blake or Drummond, um, I feel threes like he's going What's that? He's just going to be running and shooting threes the entire time. Yeah. Um, I think I'd lean Blake over Drummond as well. Um, but, like, I always get these two guys wrong. So for what it's worth, you know, Drummond is averaging uh, 48 fantasy points in two meetings and Blake's averaging 31. So it has been Drummond that has excelled in this matchup so far um, this season. But, you know, obviously that can change. So um, Atlanta. Hot Atlanta, no herder. Um, that's about 30 minutes to go around. What are we looking at here on Atlanta? Um, Trey Young, by far. I mean, obviously, we know how bad Detroit is for his point guards, and Trey Young comes into this game in great form. Um, he's had a few days off, obviously, but his price tag is 7 8. Seems a little bit low considering what his upside is, and realistically, in this type of matchup, what his floor is, and people might be a little hesitant to pay that price considering he was just in the 6K range not too long ago. So I really like Trey Young here. Collins, I mean, he's fine. He could be in there for a decent amount going up against Griffin, but I honestly am a little hesitant to trust his minutes. Deadman, I don't think Deadman's getting over 28 or so, so I don't think I'm going there. Prince, I this could be a decent spot for him, but uh, there's too many other guys in the – low 5k and high 3k where you just end up gonna end up getting lost on me the guy that i'm really looking at for tournaments here is going to be len if deadman gets into some foul trouble we could see len in the game a bit more here um i he didn't do great in the last game where he ended up with 24 minutes um but he didn't shoot well and he still ended up with 22 points here Lynn, I think, is a great sneaky gpp play here especially even if deadman doesn't get into trouble with uh bigs over in Detroit I could see Len getting a little bit extra run here yeah for sure um don't hate the Alex Lynn call um I do like this spot for Trey Young I'm, I'm with you um wait um, you know this is one of those games where I'm gonna kind of hope that we get the starting lineup before lock and we can adjust uh because whether like if Prince starts, then I think Baysmore is interesting, and if Baysmore starts, I think um, Prince is interesting. I want the bench guy out of those two because I do think they both play solid minutes here um, with no herder. But Trey Young really the target um, if I'm playing anybody from Atlanta here. Like you said, Detroit very very bad uh, against opposing point guards. Uh, anything else from this one? No, let's move on. We are trucking right, trucking right along. Uh, Minnesota at New York, 220 total. Uh, the Timberwolves favored by seven. Covington is out. Nick Lakina is out. Um, let's talk Minnesota first. What are we looking at here on the Timberwolves? Honestly, I mean, looks like Rose and Teague will play. Like, I'm less worried or I'm less – like, this This game is interesting because there's some reverse line movement at the moment. Um a lot of money coming in or a lot of bets coming in on Minnesota so far and the lines moved in the other direction here. So I'm starting to think that this game might actually stay close, even though Knicks are the Knicks here. Um, but with Teague and Rose back there, I don't know if I can really trust Towns or Wiggins usage here. I mean, Wiggins could end up with a, a good game here as price tag. I mean, we've seen it multiple times lately, but in this scenario, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go out of my way to roster any of these guys. I mean, Towns is fine, but there are better plays. 
and slightly more, slightly less money. I don't want to use the center position, maybe over on fantasy draft. Wiggins, 6'5". I'm never really that excited to play him, but this is a good matchup for him from a defensive standpoint here. Rose, Teague are fine, but there's other guys I'd rather go with in the 5K range. Realistically, like this is a good spot for the Timberwolves. Just This is a slate where I don't think they're really going to make it into too many of my lineups here. So take a shot on Towns or Wiggins if you want, but I'm probably not going to in all likelihood here. Yeah, I don't really love Minnesota. Um, healthy Minnesota means there's a lot of bodies. And, you know, like Sarch was playing really solid. Um, and he's expected to continue to start at power forward. He'd probably be the one guy that I'd take a shot on uh, on Minnesota. Um, I don't love Towns. Don't love Wiggins. I don't mind Rose. But I think Sarge is the guy that if I'm playing anybody from the Timberwolves, it's probably him. And I uh, don't think that was the answer you were expecting there, Grant. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not surprised with you. That's right. Um, the New York side of things, obviously, you know, Dennis Smith Jr., since he's come over to New York, has um, been the target. You know, he's had some up and down games. You know, now we're looking at, a few days that he's extra days that he's gotten to practice with his teammates and stuff. Uh, what are we looking at here on New York? I mean, DSJ, it's a little tough to pay that 7k price tag for him. Um, honestly, at this point, I think that it's a little bit like it, it, it's probably about right. Obviously there's a little bit of upside here and anytime we can end up going for close to 50. Um, but we don't always know exactly what his mints are going to be like it's Fizdale. Who knows? And obviously the rest of the Knicks, we don't really know what's going to happen with minutes outside of pretty much just Knox, who even we don't know what's happening with his minutes lately. But I think there is some some tournament spots we can go here. Uh, we don't know exactly what the starting lineup is going to be because we never seem to know. But if we get news of anything happening like Cornette, if he ends up getting the start, then I could see rolling with him. Vonley, if he ends up getting the start, then... Uh, I think there is some decent value that can be had considering he's only 3,900 here. I could see going with him. I think Robinson's one of the guys they'll probably end up going with in this matchup if we do or don't get news um, on him on anything. But he's guy 4,500. I don't think they're going to give that many minutes to Jordan here. Robinson's played well lately, and his price tag isn't going up too much. Uh, he's got some upside in pretty much any given matchup here. It's not a cash game play, I don't think, but uh, he's absolutely in play for tournaments here. And then Knox and Kadeem Allen, both of them are fine. I'm not real stoked to play him, but they are both in play here. But there are a lot of guys in the same price range that are better plays, in my opinion, and safer plays. Yeah, you know, Kadeem Allen, I don't mind him in tournaments. Um, it's all about minutes with Kadeem Allen. If he's going to get... If he gets the extended run and he plays 30 minutes, he crushes at this price tag. Um, it's just been all about minutes with him. Obviously, like you got to pay attention to the Moutier news. If he's going to play, return to practice, um, you know, he might cut into Allen's minutes a little bit. But like Allen's the tournament play, I think. Um, I don't mind Knox, like you said. He's always interesting, but like his minutes have been down too. I don't know if they limited the minutes because it was a back-to-back right before the All-Star break, but Allen and Knox would be the two shots that I'd take in tournaments. And then I don't ever mind taking a shot on Robinson knowing that like DeAndre Jordan's just not going to get a ton of minutes. So um, that's kind of where I'm at in this one. 
Yeah, and something that should be noted is Fizdale, who just may be lying to us anyways, thinks said that he was thinking about putting DSJ and Moutier in, in the game at the same time here. So uh, Knicks rotation is going to be the Knicks rotation here for the foreseeable future. Knicks going to Knicks. Clippers and Grizzlies. We have a 213.5 total in this one, lowest total on the slate. Clippers favored by two. Wilson Chandler still out. Kyle Anderson's out, and Valanchunas is out. So let's start with the Clippers. Uh, what are we looking at here on L.A.? Uh, also, just got news right before we hopped on. Uh, Triple J is questionable. Ah, so, I didn't see that one. Yeah, no, literally just got the update right when we were starting off here, but it makes things definitely a bit more interesting here. Um, Noah at 3,800 should provide a decent amount of Salary relief, especially if Triple J ends up getting ruled out here. Bradley at 3,800 still seems way too cheap. Um, he could end up going off. Uh, Rab, if Triple J's out, should be in for some extra minutes here. Uh, and Conley, 7,600 here. I know he hasn't been getting a whole lot of at run lately, but it's been a few weird scenarios, and I could see them throwing him in the game a decent amount here now that he's had some time to rest up during the All-Star break. I think he was sick before the All-Star break. Um, but, yeah, like, realistically, Noah and Bradley are going to be two of the guys that I end up with a whole lot of exposure and are going to let me pay up for some stars on this slate. Yeah, I think I'm going to play Joakim Noah today. Um, I, you know, Valanchunas being out, and now Triple J might not play. Like, I don't mind playing Rab, but... I really think um, I think Noah's going to be the the guy that I target here, just because I you know Joakim Noah is the goat. Um, he's a Gator, obviously. So, but yeah, you know, being serious here for a second with Valanciunas out, um, that opens up minutes for Noah and Rob. And if if Triple J sits, like you could play both of those guys if you really wanted to. Um, I have no issues with that. But again, this has the lowest total, so you got to be kind of careful with this game. You don't want to overreact to the news too much in this one. Um, the other thing that I – like you talked about Conley. I think he's a little interesting. A um, Bra- little bit of Avery Bradley revenge, but I don't think I can play Bradley still. Um, even though, like, we have to we have to respect the fact that he's been shooting more since he's been traded. So, And uh, he's really, really cheap. What are we looking at yeah. here on the Clippers side? Not a whole lot. I mean, with Grizzlies, I'm used to a low total here. Um, Clippers, just not a great spot. I mean, I could potentially take a shot on Lou Will, um, but generally he's a bit better in worse defensive matchups and at higher pace games here. Going against slower paced teams like his, his bad games were against Boston and Indy lately. Um, so I don't know if I'll end up with much exposure to him, but he realistically, he can get it done. Pretty much any game here. Don't think I'm going with Harold. Don't think I'm going with Gallinari. Honestly, this is probably a spot that I won't end up with much exposure here with the Clippers, which is surprising. But, I mean, just going against Memphis, unless I'm stacking up this game a bit, I'm just not going to end up with many Clippers. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at, too. Um, I don't really love anything here from the Clipper side. Um, if Zubak was playing more minutes, I'd, I'd take a shot on him, but they seem very content with not playing him a bunch of minutes. Um, they want to give Harold minutes. 
Harrell and Lou are interesting, but their price tags make them uninteresting. Uh, Lou's a guy that, you know, we, we know the type of upside that Lou Williams has. So if you want to play him in tournaments, I don't hate it. Denver at Dallas, 219 total here. Denver favored by four. Lyles is out. JJ Barea is still out. Uh, let's start with Denver. What are we looking at here on Denver? Nuggets. I mean, pretty much Joker's always in play. Um, I don't know. Again, he's in that weird spot. We got Cat, we got Joker, we got Boost. So there's three good centers all around the same price range, plus all the other guys that we can pay up for tonight. Two of the main ones that we haven't even gotten to. Um, but Joker is in play here. Uh, Plumley, Millsap, I think, with that Lyles out, either one of them could end up with some extra run here. Um, both their price tags are decent. Millsap obviously offers huge upside at 4,600, but could end up with near nothing in any given matchup here too. So I'll end up some ter- tournament exposure here, but I'm not going too far out of my way to get them into my lineups here. Um, but realistically, like there are better spots for pretty much each of these salaries here, but Plumley, Joker, Millsap are all in play. And we're playing Isaiah Thomas at 3,800. If maybe he gets some more run here. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, you know, you can't play him in 13 minutes. Maybe he plays 16 to 20 minutes. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to take the there's a lot of plays on this slate type of approach and make make him show me a 20 to 25-minute game first. Yeah, that's probably a smart move. I mean, I'd rather go with Noah or Bradley if I'm going to try and save some money. Yep. That's kind of where I'm at as well. Um yeah, I don't really, like, I'm just looking at the Denver side of this game, and I looked at it earlier, and I was just like, I don't love anything from Denver. Um, you know, I potentially maybe play Gary Harris, but even him, like, he just hasn't been great this season. And I just, for me, I'm probably going to stay away from Denver here. Uh, is there anything on the Dallas side that you like? Luca, maybe Dorian Finney-Smith. But not really. I mean, Luca's in the same price range as Kemba, as Beal, as a lot of these other guys that are within a two, three hundred uh, bucks of each other. And I, I just don't think Luca's going to end up into my lineup here. I mean, unless I got word that Isaiah Thomas was going to get some more run this game and just makes Denver worse defensively overall. But I mean, it, the odds that Luca just greatly outscores all the other guys at the same price range is not terribly high here. So yeah, I just don't think I'm going to take a shot on Luca or any of these Dallas players. Yeah. Like, you know, Finney Smith, you know, you talked about him really quick. Um, he's a potential value play at 3,900. We know he's going to play, you know, 30 ish minutes here because of the trades and everything. So if you want to play DFS, um, I, I don't hate him, but, Luca is great. He's just priced like he should be. Um, and I don't know if this is necessarily the right matchup to play him. So I'll probably be off of Luca. I probably won't play Pal in this matchup. Um, really, the only guy that I would look at here is Finney Smith. Um, hate to be short, but I just I don't love this game. Yeah, I'm rather with you. All right, last game on the slate. We got Utah against OKC. We have a 226 total, and the Thunder are favored by three and a half in this game. Exum is out. Um, Everything I read on Schroeder is he's back from the birth of his child, so he should play. 
And Markeith Morris practiced fully, so he should be available. Um, let's talk Utah first. What are we liking here at the Jazz? I mean, Mitchell's, Gobert's, and Rubio's price all offer some upside. I think realistically I'd probably only end up using Gobert out of those three here. Um, okay, so he's obviously above average defensive team here. Like, the total for this game is decent here. Um, but Again, this is a spot where I'm not using a center spot on Gobert. He's more in play over on fantasy draft. Mitchell, I'm going stars and scrubsy, and I'm paying up for guys in the 9K range. I'd rather take Beal at eight, 900 more here. And Rubio, there's so many guys in the 5K range that it doesn't really make that much sense. I mean, any of these guys could drastically beat their value, and I'll end up with a game stack here. But outside of a game stack, I'm probably going away from a lot of these Utah players. Yeah. You know, I, I this is a game that I might take a stand on um, and just load up on these early games that with the big totals. And I don't mind – like, it's sad when, like, your favorite play is probably Rubio um, at, at 5,800. He'd probably be the guy that I'd play uh, on the Utah side of things. And I don't feel great about it, um, but he's certainly somebody that I would look at here. I don't mind Mitchell or Gobert. It's just not the greatest spots. Um, and their prices, considering the prices of some people on the slate. So, yeah, like I, I really think Rubio would be the only guy that I'm looking at on the you know Utah side of things. And then when we think about OKC, yeah, Paul George has been phenomenal. Um, and, you know, he's obviously a guy that's matchup proof. He's played really well against Utah twice already this season. Westbrook is a guy that has been playing throughout like insane recently uh, with this triple double streak that he has going. I think both of those guys are in play, but they're so expensive that if Marquise Morris takes a little bit of usage from both of them in this game, they might not hit value. And that might be the approach that I take here. Yeah, that's a valid approach, but I still think I'm going to play Westbrook at least until he fails to get a triple-double once, and I'm obviously not counting the All-Star game where he didn't get one, but he's just on a tear right now. And in the past, like, not as much this year. He hasn't played well against Utah this year, but in the past in these tough matchups, he's actually performed really well. I'm honestly just going to roll with Westbrook here, and I'm going to have a lot of him. There's too much value on this slate where I have a chance to pay up for him. And in the lineups where I don't have him in, I'm probably going to end up throwing Paul George in. And they still have a 114 implied total here. So it's not like there's not going to be points scored here. And I get that Utah is very good defensively, but Westbrook and Paul George are both matchup proof. And I'm they're, they're probably my two favorite spend-ups on the entire slate in all reality here. So I'm just, I'm just going to use them and go and just move on. There you go. I don't hate that approach. Um, and that's why we have two people on, on the podcast. Got to get different opinions. Um, we're just... We're looking at it differently. I'm just kind of hoping that they don't do anything here. But, yeah, those guys are solid. Um, any interest in Morris at all? Probably not. I mean, there's so many good plays on this slate. It's just not, not worth it taking a shot here. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We're looking for your favorite over or under. <sighs> I'm probably going to go with the over on Detroit-Atlanta game. 
All right. Um, I'm going to take the over in Charlotte. The highest total on the slate, I'm going over. Let's do it. Bold move. I like it. Yeah, I really like that game. Like, I might end up stacking that game the more I think about it. Um, under 5K to 7X, who's your cheap guy that you have uh, having a big game tonight? Balls out. Alex Len. Alex Len. I was not expecting that one. I mean, I didn't want to go easy with Noah Bradley. Um, I lost my tab. Hold on. <laughs> I accidentally exited out of the page. Uh, rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. Um, how much? Hold on. There was a guy that I really liked too, so I'm I'm waiting for it to load back up here because I want to I want to talk about this guy. Um, let's see who was it under five k. It was Isaiah Thomas, wasn't it? No, it was not. <laughs> man, I hate when that happens. Um, man, I can't remember who it was either. Anyway, I'm just going to take Noah because I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Um, over 8K, not to 5X. Who's your, who's your bust? I'm just going to take the easy route. Anthony Davis. Yeah, but until he gets under 8K, I think he's a good fade. Um, you know what? Give me Paul George. I like it. Bold move. Sticking to your guns. At least you're consistent there, Stevie. That's right. Uh, give me your favorite 6X. Oh, gosh. I was not prepared for this one. Um, I'm going Jabari. That was who I had written down for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know what? Give me DeRozan revenge. Smart man. Since Grant took my guy. Um, on that note, we're going to get out of here. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, Grant? No, just a, it's a stars and scrubs kind of slate. And goodness, I'm so excited for John Wick 3. And to see Boban acting is going to be fantastic. I have no idea when it comes out, but today has reminded me that I get to see it sometime in the future. I'll be excited if Clay, Paul, and LeBron uh, match their first half because um, I'm climbing the leaderboards tonight. So be happy with that. On that note, we're going to get out of here. If you are playing Fantasy NASCAR this weekend, make sure you head on over to rotogrinders.com slash NASCAR. Check out all my NASCAR stuff here at Rotogrinders. There's weekly packages and the season package. Um, we do a bunch of stuff with projections, rankings, articles, videos, all kinds of stuff for this weekend's race at Atlanta. If you're not in the NASCAR package, I will see you on Monday with the morning grind. If you are in the NASCAR package, I'll see you Saturday night for the driver by driver breakdown. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Thank you.